And hello, family. Didn't see you there. Welcome to another episode of Crenshaw Corner. I am Sanchez Crenshaw, and as always, I am joined by the most sexiest woman that I know, (laughs) my wonderful wife. (laughs) What's going on, guys? How are you? What's up, family? This is Angela Crenshaw. What is going on? Hello, Angela Crenshaw. Hey, Sanchez. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fantastic. You're fantastic? Yeah. Fantastic. That's a good word. <laughs> Hold on. You, you, you kind of paused there. Yeah, I feel good. You yeah. feel good? Yeah, I feel good. I feel good. No, seriously, I feel good. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Ready to talk to the family? Yes. Okay, so I'm a little bit nervous. Why? What's wrong? Because your categories and your questions be, you know, after the date night thing and the, <laughs> and the date night in the rut, I don't know what to expect, but let's do it. So what's up? What's yeah, up? Yeah, we found out we were in a dating rut. Oh, that touched so many people. Actually, it did. That was a lot of people reached out to us, and a lot of people talking about, oh, my God, I did not know I was in a rut. So that was good. I don't know if that was good or bad, though. Well, it's it's the first step. Okay. Acknowledging you have a problem. Yeah. That is yeah. the first step. Yeah. And then some people were like, hey, thank you for the ideas. Thank you. Never considered being in a rut. Thank you for the ideas you gave. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, before we go there, you know, let me do my little housekeeping. Absolutely. And, go for it. And first of all, once once again, guys, thank you so much for joining us along this journey. Um, it's been a pleasure mm-hmm. to have you guys, and we're so happy to have you along with us. Uh, with that being said, of course, we are an interactive podcast. So what that means is that we want your feedback. Um, we have an Instagram page. It's um, Crenshaw Corner. Uh, we have a Facebook page. Yes, we do. Crenshaw Corner. And we have an email address. The Crenshaw Corner at gmail.com. Once again, the Crenshaw Corner at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys. Yeah. And uh, we would on. love to get your feedback, any suggestions on topics you want us to touch. Yeah. Any clarification on something we might have said. Mm-hmm. Um, we welcome any and all feedback. We even tweet. We tweet. We tweet. I'm a Twitter. You're a Twitterer. I'm a Twitterer. We're a Twitterer. Is that a word? Um, it's going to be today. I don't know what the millennials say, actually. The who? The millennials. <laughs> I don't know what they say. Back I think, the, I think I, they say tweet it. I don't know. <laughs> the millennials. Yeah, people crack me up when they say the millennials. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so. Yes. got a question. Uh-oh. Go ahead. Go um, for it. But I will need you to bear with me just for a few moments. Are you about to unpack it? I need to unpack it. Oh, my gosh. You I need to unpack it. I told you before, I do the unpacking. But I'm go just ahead. saying. I got to unpack this one. Unpack it. So, I did a little research. Why, why'd you go quiet? <laughs> okay, go <laughs> why'd ahead. You go quiet? Never mind. You did a little research. I did a little research. Okay. And I found I found out something actually that was to me a little disturbing. I'm a little bit scared, but go ahead. So 2019. 2019. Of course, we're in 2020. So 2019. Mm-hmm. The divorce rate in America is actually anywhere, depending on which research you look at, which okay. numbers you look at. All right. Is anywhere from 40 to 50 percent. Okay, you trying to tell me something? Rate. No, I'm not trying to tell you. I'm, just, <laughs> I know I'm not trying to tell you anything. Just, I mean, just let me know now. No, no, divorce is not an option for us. Mm-hmm. So, no, I'm not trying to tell you anything. Go ahead, carry on. But once again, so for America, strictly just the U.S. Yes. Um, I didn't really do a lot of research on other countries, but okay. strictly just America. Um, the divorce rate is anywhere from 40 to 40, 40 to 50%, like I said, depending on which source you use. Wow. So that means that for every couple that stands before God and country mm-hmm. and says that I'm devoting my life to you, mm-hmm. um, saying for better or for worse, to death do us part. Right. Um, those Sicker unions, health. Mm-hmm. Sick, you know, sickness and in health. health. Yeah. 
um, those unions, mm-hmm. 40 to 50 percent of those end end in divorce. OK, so now, now I'm depressed. What's happening well, with this? What's even a little scarier. OK, we're still unpacking. Is that we're going to unpack this just a little bit. How big is the um, suitcase, babe? It's Samsonite. Samsonite. You know, hard, I only travel, hard shell is I only off. travel with Samsonite. Hard shell is off. Hard shell. OK, go ahead. Only travel with that. OK, carry on. And so if we take that, we take those numbers a little bit further. Okay. And you go into the subsect of Christian marriages. Mm. Now, once again, depending on which source you utilize. Okay. Christian marriages at a divorce rate of anywhere from about 30 to 40%. Clutching my pearls. So that means. Jeez. That means, once again, Christians who um, believe in God, who believe, who believe that Jesus Christ is their savior, who believes in the power of prayer, who believes that for everything there is a season. Mm -hmm. And if you pray through that season, you will come out. For their marriage, mm-hmm. thirty to forty percent of those in a divorce as well. So it's work. My, it's work. So here's my question. It's work. So here's my question. Yes. So with now understanding that, of course, with that, I'm um, actually I'm still unpacking, so I don't have my question yet. So with that, there's all there's always different reasons as to why a couple divorces. Right. Because I was about to ask you that. So in your research, what did you find the reason for for it? Typically, typically, mm-hmm. the reasons are the, the the big reasons are finances. Heck yeah, um, finances will break up a couple. It will break up um, a couple. the lack of conversation of finances will break up a couple. Okay, the lack of finances will break up a, a couple. couple. Okay, um, infidelity. Infidelity gotcha. is another thing that will break up a couple. Yes, it will. And not being fulfilled, Ooh. which a lot of the times will lead into infidelity. If one of the spouses feels as though they're not being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. Okay. Which wait. Okay. Yes, talk so we got, we talking about finances. Finances. We're talking about infidelity. Infidelity. And then we're talking about not being fulfilled. Not being fulfilled. Now the crazy part about that whole thing that you just said, the majority of the time people talk about the finances. Right. A lot of people talking about the infidelity, but very rarely do anybody talking about being unfulfilled because I think it's kind of taboo because if you say that you're unfulfilled, then it's almost as if the spouse is getting upset because as if you're speaking about them and all that they put into the marriage. Because at that point you start to take it personal. Yeah, you take it personal. So that's kind of so that's very that's very interesting because a lot of people don't talk about it. Yeah. Which I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, that, that actually leads beautifully into my question. Okay, what's up? So here's the question. So as someone who's married. That's me. As someone who is working diligently yes. in their marriage I am. to make it successful. Every day. As someone who is taking care like of their family. I like that. It's beautiful. <laughs> as someone who is taking care of their family. Uh-huh. Who is devoted to their family. I am. How do you do that? How do you have a successful marriage? How do you devote yourself to your family? Mm-hmm. How do you devote yourself to making sure that your family's taken care of, mm-hmm. that your spouse is taken care of, mm-hmm. but yet you still fulfill your own personal dream? Mm-hmm. So that is the question that I have on the table. So how do you have a successful marriage? How do you how do you lean into your marriage? How do you f- fill your marriage, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. and yet still hold on to your personal dream? Because wow. I think once I think what a lot of people don't talk about, and I could be wrong, and family, correct me if I'm wrong in this, but we talk about a lot of things when we get married. We talk mm-hmm. about where's the wedding going to be. We talk about where are we going to honeymoon at. We talk about the what who? kind of honey what honeymoon 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 <laughs> okay the honeymoon 
The honeymoon? We talk about where we're going to honeymoon at. <laughs> where would you like to honeymoon, honey? What I'm go- just saying. <laughs> go ahead, carry on. We Sorry. Talk, we I talk digress. About, <laughs> we talk about where we're going to buy a house. Okay. These are the things we talk about. Right. What we don't talk about is what dreams that I have before I came into this relationship. What dreams, what aspirations, what goals that I personally have mm-hmm. before I came into this relationship. So is this like personal inventory? It's yes, because I think what happens, and if I'm wrong, correct me again, that a lot of the times in a marriage, we tend to put what we want on the back burner. Mm -hmm. If especially if what we want, we doesn't feel exactly lines up with what the marriage is. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be anything bad. Right. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. Okay. But so once again, it goes back to my question. So how do you have a successful marriage? Mm -hmm. How do you feed into your family? but yet not lose yourself and not lose your own goals and your own admir- admirations mm-hmm. within it. That makes sense? Yeah. Was it, what's the admiration? Ab- admiration? At those two. Those right there. <laughs> you all right today? Those right there. You all right? I speak English. I do. You tired? A little. A little. Okay. Because I don't know what's happening right hey, now. I'm using words. I don't now know if they make know, sense or not. You're a human dictionary, so I'm trying to figure out what the deal is knew, here today. I knew you would clean it up for me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a lot of pressure because first of all, that's a lot of, that's a lot of, um, ooh, like kind of deep, right? Toe stepping. You stepping on some toes here when you discuss that. I think we are. Because it's such a taboo issue. Tell me why. Why do you feel it's taboo? I think it's taboo because again, like I said before, because if you say that you're unfulfilled, if you say that you want to fulfill your dreams as you're doing a family it can sound as if you're trying to be selfish because let me tell you something in order to do that something is going to miss it's going to cost you something and that's the serious truth right it's going to cost you something it's going to cost you time it's going to cost you energy it's going to cost you some sleep it's going to cost you something and are you willing to pay the cost and i think that's what the taboo part is is because like you're doing this, but you have a family, you have kids, you have a husband, or vice versa. So I think that sometimes it could be a toe-stepping kind of conversation. I want you to do something for me. Yeah. Um, something that we typically don't like doing. Okay. But I want you to speak for your species. My species? Your species. Uh-huh. The species of woman. <laughs> <laughs> whole, you guys are a whole different species all I by yourself. I feel like I should be like there should be some wilderness sounds and some mosquitoes and crickets no, and stuff. You know, in the background. Do we need some background music with this? What nah, in the world? It's just all I'm saying is that Well, I can't speak for everyone. Well, at this at this point I want you to. Okay. I can't I, I want you to I want you to kind of generalize it. I, and I, I want can. you to speak. And but before here's what I want you to speak Okay. On. From what I've learned, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. um, it's very hard sometimes for and if I'm wrong, once again, correct me. I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak. I don't mm-hmm. want to step out of turn. Okay. But it's it's really hard for women sometimes, mm-hmm. especially mothers. Okay. To put some to put themselves first. Okay. It's always about the kids. It's always about the house. It's always about the spouse. It's always about the marriage. Mm-hmm. It's always about fulfilling someone else and making sure they're there for someone else, Mm -hmm. making sure the kids get off to school, making sure, you know, everything's around the house is taken care of, making sure the kids feel fulfilled, making sure the spouse feels fulfilled, Mm -hmm. making sure everybody around them feels fulfilled. If I'm wrong, correct me. Once again, speaking in kind of general terms. I'll say this. I'll say mm, somewhat. Okay. I think that that's what society has told us. Right. Or we were raised that way. Okay. You know what I'm saying? From 
every generation that that's what we're supposed to do. And then after the kids are gone and after everything is good and after, 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 now it's your turn. So then that, you know, so that leads me into. So if that is the case, Mm -hmm. if society has told us that as a mother, as a woman, you have to be this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to check these boxes. You have to fall in this line. Mm -hmm. So how do you then find your passion, Mm -hmm. find your dream Uh and not feel guilty about, quote unquote, chasing your dream or going after you? I don't think it's about finding your dream. You don't have to find your dream. Your dream comes with you. I think the question is, how do you utilize your dreams? How do you fuel your dreams? How do you keep your dreams burning while you're raising a family? Because I don't right. think you have to go find them. I think they're always they're always with you. You know what I'm saying? So I don't think that's part of it. I think that you just try to figure out a way to balance it out. But when you say balance is such a difficult thing, because again, everything you do is going to cost you something. Right. And I think a lot of times for women, we're, 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 we're sitting down and we're writing down the cost. And do we want to pay that cost right now? We think, um, by losing the time that we have the time to spend with our children or losing the time that we spend with our spouses or doing the things that the family needs, you know, do we, do we want to pay the cost? And that's what it comes down to. Do you want to pay the cost? Now there is such a general question because so many women, there's some women out here that are paying the cost and they're okay with it. You know, because as my mom always said, you can't win for losing. Right. Because something's going to get dropped in the crack. It just is not intentionally, but I think in order for you to be the best you, and I think for you to be the best thing that your children can see and know how to reach for their own dreams, you have to go after yours. Because you have you're teaching you're not only you're teaching your children to to live, but you're teaching them to go after their dreams and their desires to go after it to fight for it. And I think that we don't realize that that's what we're doing. We do that. We feel like, and I'll just speak for me. Okay, you know, feel felt like if I did that, then. I'm leaving my kids behind or I'm leaving my husband behind. And that was one thing I never wanted to do was leave my kids and my family behind or my husband behind. So a lot of things was like, do I want to pay the cost? So if it didn't add up, as Dave Ramsey said, if it was below the line, (laughs) then I just waited on it. Not understanding that I could have the same drive, the same push, the same everything that I give to my family for myself, for my dreams and my aspiration. It's just that it's going to look a little bit different. It may not be the full day. It may be 10 minutes. It may be 15 minutes. But to carve out some time for myself, I didn't learn that to the latter part of it, to carve out some time for myself. Because the more I did that, the better wife I was, the better mother I was, the better friend, the better daughter, because I was – Doing something for myself. I was growing myself. I was stretching myself. I was um, becoming the thing. Because you're always going to be becoming something, right? And you're going to always be becoming something. This is the season to become this. And this is the season to become that. But to become my authentic self, right? And not just the label of mom and label of wife and all those things. Because before I was anything, I was Angela. Before right. I was a mother, I was Angela. Before I was Sanchez's wife, I was Angela. So Before you got labels put on you. Right. Before I got labels on me, I was Angela. And so when I come into the marriage, I'm still bringing Angela. Those dreams don't go away. You know what I'm saying? But how I handle them, what I do with them, do I pack them away and then unpack them in the future? Or do I take my time and slowly unpack them? Because it don't have to be all at one time. But as you do it gradually, it will grow 
and it'll grow and it'll grow just like your children grow. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? No, it, it makes it makes perfect sense. It makes sense. You want? Let me tell you what my problem is. Um, my problem was and kind of what my problem is coming talking about dreams and, and things of this nature. I never dreamed. I fantasized, but I never dreamed. Mm-hmm. And here's what I mean. I don't mean anything freaky. I don't mean anything <laughs> like that when I say fantasize, because a lot of times when you hear the word fantasy, you think fantasize, you think something sexual. Yeah, always. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it has actually has nothing to do with that. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with sexuality. Um, okay, let me, little context. I've always wanted to be somebody different. Okay. I've never wanted to be me. Okay. Throughout, throughout the majority of my life, mm-hmm. I've never wanted to be me. Right. I have never appreciated whatever version I was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, whether childhood, young, um, adolescence, teenage years, young adulthood. And if I'm honest, most of my adult life, mm-hmm. I've never appreciated the version that I am because I've never, I never think whatever version is measuring up to what needs to be done at the time. Okay. So I've always fantasized about being someone different. I've always fantasized about being um, the star football player. I fantasize about being the star basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, fantasize about being an architect. And okay. Even though I can't draw and I hate math, but I want to be an architect. <laughs> okay. Story for a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, fantasize about being a, a heart surgeon, even though I really don't like looking inside mm-hmm. people's bodies. Um, I've always fantasized about being somebody different. Right. But I've never dreamed. Mm-hmm. I've never had that. I always, I always say it jokingly when I say this to people, but I am so dead serious. Up until I was about 13 years old, mm-hmm. I wanted to be Batman. Mm-hmm. That was my dream. That right. was the only dream I had. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a billionaire, crime fighter. I, just, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be Batman. I wanted to be Batman. Right. Batman's cool. Batman's the world's greatest detective. Batman does everything. without. I mean, he's just, he's awesome. Right. So until I was about 13 years old. That was my dream. Right. You know, where most kids growing up, they dreamed they wanted to be they wanted to be a doctor. They wanted to be a lawyer. You know, they they wanted to be a fireman or a police officer. They wanted they dreamed of being something. Mm-hmm. I never did. And it's because of what you just said. You said as a mother and which also translates to a father, you have to live out your dream or be chasing your dream or going after your dream to show your kids what it looks like. To go after something. Absolutely. And I never had that. Mm -hmm. And it it wasn't anything that was done purposely. It was just, and I've touched on it before, growing up for me, we didn't live, we survived. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of outside forces going on, a lot of things coming at us at the time that at that time my family just survived. Right. So I I never saw what having a dream, going after a dream, um, even sitting down and writing out a dream i touched on it before no idea what writing a plan looks like right no idea so the concept of 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 dreaming something Mm -hmm. was so far-fetched for me right but you know the crazy part i was just listening to at an aha moment i understand now like i understand you now like you i when you were saying i wanted to be somebody else other than i think that's what makes you the greatest writer because if you guys don't know, Sanchez has a book working on the second one called The Romeo Killer. The Romeo Killer. It's on Amazon. It is on Amazon. Um, it's not for the faint of hearts. He yeah. is very much into serial killers. Yeah. I didn't know that till I read the book. And people were calling me going, you all right? Everything okay? You and Sanchez okay? Do you, do you sleep with a knife under your bed? You know, I didn't know his mind could go there. But the greatest thing about that, I think, I think just 
what I hear you saying, but I want to let you know was so wonderful that you're saying that because because of those thought process and those fantasies, you have been able to create the most amazing, incredible characters in your book. You wouldn't have the possibility to do that. Right. The way that your mind thinks it's in characters and like, cause your book is like, you can, I can see your characters cause you're so, it's so vivid. It's so like real. I even, one of your characters I fell in love with and then no anyway, no, no spoilers. No spoilers. Oh, I was so devastated. I didn't speak to him for a week after that, no but anyway, no spoilers. Man. I'm sorry. Um, so get the Romeo killer. It's on, in, on Amazon. But anyway, um, I think, so that was good. I think what's the problem is we think that dreams and, and, and has to come, in a certain package in a certain way yours just happened to be packaged the way that it was packaged to right. allow you to make characters to be in a fantasy world because the only way that you can write books the way that you do and be so creative in that area is you have to live in a fantasy you have to actually see your characters as real life so i think that that was a, a good thing for you you know i know you like what but i think it was a good thing for you and i think that we Look at dreams and we think they have to be this far fetched. Oh, I always wanted to be this, but it's what's in your, it's your passion. It's in your soul. It's in your DNA. It's in your blood, you know, th that thing. And the majority of times it comes out of you as your gifts and talents. And I think again, is your gifts and talents and your dreams need to grow up with you, you know? Okay. They need to grow up with you. And right. I think that the reason why I say that, because you're not, Every season of your life, you won't be able to dedicate your entire time to that. You can't be at work writing a book. You know what I'm saying? They pay you to work, so yeah, work. I mean, you can. You might get fired, though. But, I mean, you know, fired. but they pay you to work, right? And so, so what I'm saying is that it grows up with you, little by little. When I think, when the question was, how do you do it and have a balanced life? Yeah. Little by little, just don't stop doing it. Let it grow with you. Let it grow in the season that you're in. You know, like that's what you need to do. Like that's my thoughts on it so of what you need to do. So let's talk about that for a moment. Because you keep touching on, uh, you keep touching on something that kind of um, resonates with me. Mm -hmm. And it, once again, I'm a geek, so Thanos says it best. Thanos, his method was a little crazy, mm -hmm. but his whole purpose was balance, right? As all things should be, which, mm -hmm. which is all his favorite line. You crack me once up you find, but go ahead. Once you find something balanced, he would mm -hmm. always say the same: as all things should be, right? So. How do you do that, though? How do you find that balance? Because life doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Life doesn't stop. It the, doesn't. The, the kids still have things that they need to do, things right. they want to do. Um, you can't really tell your local energy company that I can't pay the lights today um, because I'm busy dreaming. Right. You, you can't tell your boss that, you know, I'm not coming in today because today I just feel like chasing my dream. Mm hmm. You can't look to your spouse and says, "I know you want my time, but I I ain't got no time for you right now because I'm busy." But you can. So how do you how do you get that balance? But you can. Who said you cannot? See, this is the thing. We put ourselves in such a box, but you can. You can carve out time for yourself. You know, it's just what you do with that time, right? Because first of all, you got to remember, time is like money, right? Okay. And you can squander money. You can squander time. This is true. Pete, you can be robbed for money. You can be robbed of your time. So it depends on where you're putting your time at. I think that you can. And I think there is a balance to it. But again, it depends on you. Where do you want this time to go? You can find 15 or 20 minutes to look at social media. 
Instagram, Facebook, or whatever. That same, and your kids are in the house running around like crazy. <laughs> you can take that same 15 or 20 minutes and put towards whatever your dream is. Whether it's, I'm going to write a book, like you did. Whether it's, I'm going to do speaking engagements, so, or I'm going to do workshops like I do. So you start writing those workshops way ahead of time. You carve out time for the things that you want to do and the things that you love. I carve out time for my children. This is the crazy part about it, and you know this. The kids are grown. Yes, they are. But they still are kids. Yes, they are. They still take up our time. Yes, they do. People do not get <laughs> fooled. Do not think because you have adult kids, they will not take up your time. They are still your children. They still want your time, even if they do not live in your house. They are still your children. This is and true. they, in their mind, you're their parents. So it does not matter what you want. It still just matters what they want. You know what I'm saying? So so that's that thing. But you can carve out the time. But it's got to be, do you want to carve out the time? You know what I'm saying? Do you want to give that time? Because, again, it's going to cost you something. Because in your mind, you're like, well, if I take 15 minutes for myself, I could be washing dishes. I could be helping the kids with homework. I can, I can, I can. So there's a couple of things that you can do. Wake up earlier than everybody else. That's one thing. Don't sound good. You, you, you got quiet. You don't like that theory, huh? Nah, you talking about cutting into sleep now? I don't See, even, and that's a I problem. Don't even get a lot of that to and begin that's with. you get enough. And you talk that about you, cutting man, into sleep. no, you get enough. Get up earlier or stay up later. You know what I'm saying? Or when you're at work, like you said, you get a lunchtime. We're so busy. There's so many people in America. Seriously. That skip lunch time just to work. Yeah, I'm one of those. I've people. been guilty. Yeah, you I'm know, and people. I would be like, I know I got an hour lunch, but I got to get this. I got a deadline. I got to get this out. No, take your time. Get that. Take that hour there at your job. You get 15 minute breaks. I know I do. I get two 15 minute breaks at work. Right. So, what am I doing with that time? Am I still talking to the people around me, or am I praying and meditating, or am I am I researching for the next thing that I want to do? We have more than enough time. It is up to us how we do the time. Question. Yeah. Does everybody have a dream? I think that everybody has dream. Everybody has purpose. They just need to tap into that little boy, little girl, like you said, right. of what you want to be. And of course, you you, you want to be Batman because Batman was a character, right? And I think a lot of times we don't realize that the things that we fantasize as, a, like you said, as a little kid, right. really is our dreams and our aspirations. You know what I'm saying? I always, always wanted to talk to people. I love yeah. talking to people. Yeah. Like, oh my God. You also want you also want to be a dancer. Yeah, I I still do. It's so weird, right? But what I realized is not that I, I also wanted to act. I wanted to be a dancer. But what I realized in the whole thing of that is I want to be able to talk to people, entertain people, right. make people feel good. I had to put it. It was a big thing, but I had to put it like, what is it really about? So when you're in, entertaining people, dancing. So dancing intrigues me because you're entertaining people and the feeling that you make people feel when you dance. You know, same thing with singing, the feeling that you can make people feel from singing so what I those things I love them so much, but I realize what I love is take looking after people and loving on people and talking Zuki. to people and making them feel good. Don't you do the Zuki thing again? Zuki. But you know, but just make <laughs> but just making them feel good. I think we have to look at those things. You know, I have an incredible friend, I love her. She's gonna know exactly who I'm talking about, who has always had a thing with food. She's a foodie. Yes, she is. Huge food, foodie. Uh, like plastic food. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> she like <laughs> she like plastic food, like plastic apples and oranges and like plastic spaghetti, like fake 
fake fake food for some reason she loves fake food and she loves cooking and she loves all those things little did she know that all that time that she's been loving us all her life and thinking she just like weird stuff that it would be her business right that all she did was at the end of the day she loved food and she wanted people to feel good and she loved to make things look great and she didn't know that all of those things that she liked will become this incredible huge business that she's running because of what she felt as a little kid but every day she carved out time for that every day she would make like make a plate and make it look pretty you know every day that is what we call training ground it is training pastor freddie talked about that didn't yeah, he, did. he? Yeah, he did. um training ground him and bishop jake talked about training ground everything that you do is a training ground but you have to make time for it All right, so yeah so what about you what, well, what what's that what's your thoughts on it before i get into my thoughts i got another question for you i just like hearing you talk you're so profound <laughs> you really are so profound. So here's my question. And then I'll get into my thoughts on it. But first, I want to know something from you. Okay. Because we always say we're not experts. No, we're not. Uh, we are not. We're not professionals when it comes to, you know, you have 13 degrees, but none of them is in psychology. <laughs> Actually, do you have a psychology degree? No, you play too much. Do okay. not listen to him in these checking. degrees, people. I'm just checking. <laughs> uh, personally, I barely made it out of eighth grade, so you really can't go by me. Oh, my God. So... Here's my question for yeah. a person who's not sure mm -hmm. about what their dream is. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to them to help them identify um, what their dream is or, or a word that you love using that we haven't used yet today? Mm -hmm. What their passion is. Passion is. Yeah. How would you what would be advice you would give to that person to help them establish what their passion, what their dream and what their passion is? Whatever you love doing, do it. See, I think that it don't have to be in a category. We don't have to keep putting everything in a box. We don't have to, you know, draw in the line. You could draw outside of the line. I would say to them, whatever you love doing, you know, fantasize about it. Have a good time. If it's cooking for now, do cooking. Cooking can be like I'm cooking and I love cooking. And next thing you know, it's not even about cooking. It could be about something totally different, you know? Just do it. I know I'm always doing that just do it <laughs> thing. Uh, I'm sorry about that. But it is just doing it. It's about just doing it. Do what fulfills you. Do what you enjoy. And whatever it is that you're passionate, it will emerge. You don't have to worry about that. Guys, play something in you that is for not for yourself but for the world. And it will emerge if you're paying attention and you take the time, you know? And just have a good time at what you do. Don't think you just... Oh, I just like baking cakes. Okay. You may be a teacher, you know, you may be a cake maker. Who knows? But enjoy whatever it is that you're doing in your, and especially if it brings you joy and it brings you passion, then do it, you know, and, oh. and see what emerges. What if my joy and passion doesn't bring me any money though? See, that's the situation. Let me tell you something. <laughs> oh God. Do not chase money. Money will chase you. You ain't got to chase money. Money know how to find you. When you're doing what you love to do and what you've been gifted to do, money will find you. And a lot of times there's no, don't do things for money anyway. You know, like money is fluid. It's going to come and it's going to go. But the thing that you love to do, do that because remember we talked about earlier about being fulfilled. Yes. That fulfills you. That's more than money could ever. To feel fulfilled, to feel like you've done someone to help something for somebody or that you've done your best. That is more, that is the best thing you could ever do for yourself. It's so much more than money, you know, and I think people like, oh, because I think what happens is people lose the fun of it, of their passion right. when they start going after money. And I'll tell you why. 
they gave me like, I, I make cakes. And they've been enjoying making cakes for two or three years. And they've been making cakes and family been loving the cakes. And then they decided to do a cake business. And they go, and, and I'm not saying don't go, you know, don't, I'm saying don't chase money. Right. Right. Money will come, but don't make the reason why you do what you do for money. Right. And so you, you're making cakes and you love making cakes. And, and then one day somebody, girl, you should sell them. So then you sell a cake or two and you get excited and blah, 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 blah. And as time get on, because you're so busy wanting to make, you find out you can make so much money by making these cakes that you're no longer making them out of passion. You're making them out of obligation, you know? And where's the fun and obligation? You know, there's no fun and obligation Which at all. True. So you'd be like, okay, I got to make five cakes tonight. The passion starts going away when you start chasing money and thinking the only thing that's going to, what brought you joy now brings you sadness because you, your motives are wrong. You've went in the wrong direction. You need to take another turn. Think about why did you want to make the cakes in the first place? Does that make sense? I don't know no, if that makes sense. Makes you sense. know, I'm going to add on to that just for a moment. Yeah, please do go back a little bit and kind of touch on, um, my opinion on the whole dream thing. Um, one thing a very wise person said to me um, some years ago, um, when we had a conversation about dreams and passions. Mm -hmm. They said to me, figure out what it is you would do for free. Yeah. And do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and basically what that means is what, what is with his writing, if it's using the analogy of cake making, if it's decorating, whatever it is, what is it that you would do for free? If you mm -hmm. could do one thing for the rest of your life, whether you got paid for it or not, mm -hmm. what would be that one thing? Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, that's going to be your goals, your passion. Yeah. And so figure out what you would do for free. Right. And then figure out how to get paid for it. Yeah. But as far as me, I think one of my biggest hangs up, yes, it's been um, not really necessarily knowing how to dream or what a dream should look like. Mm -hmm. Because once again, my dreams have always been fantasies. So, um, but one thing for me, like even with my writing, uh, I believe I'm good at it. I, I, if, if I'm being honest, not, but I, I, I still have room for improvement, but I do believe I'm good. I, I think I can tell a really good story. I think you're phenomenal. I think and I I'm not trying to be funny or be biased. I think you're phenomenal. I know you're my husband. And then let's take the labels off of that. But I would read your books if I knew you were not. That's how phenomenal that I think you are as a writer. Oh, thank you. But I, And your spoken word. People don't know you. He does spoken word too. But we'll, that's for another time. But carry on. <laughs> that's, that's a story for another time. Mm -hmm. But I, for me, a lot of my hangups over the years have been I've always put my family first, mm -hmm. no matter every decision I've always made, everything mm -hmm. I've always done, um, every job I've ever taken, every second job I've ever taken, mm -hmm. every lack of sleep I've ever done or every decision I've ever made has always been family first. Mm -hmm. um, and it's always been I want to make sure that you get yours. Mm -hmm. It's always been I'll put what I want on the back burner as long as you are getting what you deserve. In life. You do. And you do. I, it's always been that has always been okay. What does Ange want to do? Uh, what's her dream? What's her passion? Right. How can I help her obtain that? Makes it drive me insane when you have your own passions and your own stuff. Yeah, but for my thing, it was always, and, I, and I'm not. Some people would say, "Why? Why do you think this is a problem?" But I always loved you more than I love my dream. Mm. -mm. And, and we always thought about this because did. that makes no sense. I want you to love me. I want you. I'm sure the way that you love me is ridiculous. The way that you love your family is ridiculous, but I need to fulfill Sanchez because if Sanchez is not fulfilled, then 
I don't. I'm selfish. I want to benefit. But see, that's the thing. You know, so I want to benefit. And that's the thing, though. It's the stigma of if I love my dream more than I love you, mm-hmm. then I feel as though I'm being selfish. Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel as though I'm not putting, I'm not being responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, because is that what, a man thing, though? It let's, is. Let's you know. Let's talk about believe- like your species. Is that something that because you're not the only male or man that's ever said that, mm-hmm. right? And I want to know is that because is that a is that a is that a male or man thing? I, I feel like it is is because we are the covering. Uh, I got that. That's that's the dirty little secret that nobody wants to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know because I understand in twenty twenty I am woman hear me roar. Yep, I, I get that. Did oh, I roar? You, you, I don't know what that was. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a kind of a drunk roar, but we're gonna go I don't with that. Think that was a roar but go ahead i got you i got what you're saying you know and it's you know i'm i'm independent woman it's all about me and that's a good thing for some people it's a beautiful thing but yeah i love you women let's do it we don't want to we don't want to have that discussion that at the end of the day Mm -hmm. if you are a married couple yeah the husband is the head of the household and i appreciate it the husband is the covering the husband is the umbrella i love it so because i can rest my god but here's the thing though (laughs) for you to rest Mm -hmm. for you to sleep i can't Mm mm-hmm you know, yeah. For for you to be comfortable, I have to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so, in that uncomfortability, where's I? I don't have room for dreams. And I, I can't, think I can't find a dream because my thing is, at any point in time, if I come off the wall, you know, I'm, I'm gonna take it back to a um, uh, a movie analogy mm-hmm. from A Few Good Men. I was about to say Nehemiah, but go ahead. Well, that too. Because <laughs> actually, I, I'm thinking Jessup kind of got this from Nehemiah. Anyway, uh-huh. Colonel go ahead. Jessup from uh, A Few Good Men. Uh-huh. In the courtroom scene where him and Tom Cruise's character were going at it, and right before he got him to admit that he ordered mm-hmm. the cold red, he made this beautiful speech about, with a dirty little secret you don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, you need me on that wall. You want me on that wall. I remember that part of the movie. And that's the thing about being a man and being a husband and trying to be a, a good husband mm-hmm. is that it's the dirty little secret that nobody wants to talk about, but you need me on that wall. You want me on that wall mm-hmm. so you can sleep at night, so you can rest, so you can not have cares. But I always feel like if I deviate from that in any way, shape or form mm-hmm. and not do the things that I'm supposed to do to be the tent pole and the pillar for my family, mm-hmm. then I'm not, then I'm being unfair. And I think does that, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense. But I also think, too, then it becomes a lack of communication because also the Bible says that I'm your helpmate. Right. And so if I'm your helpmate, then while you're on that wall, I'm still allowing you the time to rest and be who you are are and i think that's where the communication comes in at i think and i say communication because that's when you want to sit and have that conversation what is it that you want to do sanchez so i can support it we support each other that doesn't take anything away from your manhood or taking you off the wall but we supposed to support each other that's the goal we are one if you fail i fail i don't care what anybody tell me they don't have to agree with me but if my husband fell i fell we're one you understand what I'm saying? So my goal is to support you, right? So when you talk about balance, there's also a, a piece of that where I have to support you too while you're on the wall, while you're covering, while you're taking care of this. Sometimes where you're going to have to come off that wall and put your head 
on my shoulder or put your head in my lap and let me rub your head to let you know it's okay so to give you the strength to go back up on the wall you see what i'm saying yeah. so there has to be some communication there has to be some some balance to that you know because at the wall the wall gets broken it gets worn it gets tired the cracks in the wall and what i don't want is cracks in my husband's wall so when it comes to that part that's why I have to play a role too because I'm your helpmate because I'm there for you and I'm here to support you and you have to let me do that you know and not think that you have to, you know I'm man you know I kill it I and I bring it back to the house kind of thing you know what I'm saying like I do this and not that and I fire good fire good fire good you know and I appreciate you being the covering I appreciate you covering us I appreciate you and you know this because I tell you this all the time yeah. it's incredible the way that you do that but every now and then I need you to lay down. Lay down, and I got you. I think also, and I got you. We touched on it earlier. Um, afraid of, of toe stepping mm-hmm. because there's it, there are conversations that a husband does not want to have with his wife, and mm. I think vice versa. Mm. There are conversations that a wife doesn't want to have with her husband. I believe that because just like you say, it's that fear of if I come to you mm. as. Because I'm trying to be a good husband. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a good father. I'm, I'm flawed. I'm not doing everything perfect. You know, I make my mistakes. Right. I try to recover from them. I, I try to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. And for me to come to you as my wife, as the mother of my children, who you work all day, you come home, you sacrifice for the family, you know, you do a lot for the family. You go without sleeping to make sure the kids are okay. Mm-hmm. You go without, you know, you go without things that you want to mm-hmm. make sure I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And then for me to come to you and say, I'm unfulfilled. Mm-hmm. How dare I? How dare I come to you when you sacrifice so much, when you've done so much, when you've literally put your life on a line to to bore my children i'm gonna go back to 18th century yeah. did you say bore, bore? <laughs> I'm boring children or i'm boring children you know, people you you see me and i'm bored for kids you, you but are, go ahead <laughs> you know you put your life on the line to bore my children and to and to be this great thing mm-hmm. and how dare i come to you and say i'm unfulfilled but here's the thing that's the same thing for you you go out into the world right you go to corporate america you, you deal with a whole lot as being a man. Let's just, as a man, you know what I'm saying? Things that men go through, a lot of women don't go through it, right? So, because there's a responsibility, as you said, not only to be a covering um, for your family, but in the world, you are to be a man. And there are some rules and regulation to being a man in the world. So, that's the same thing. So, when you say, how dare I come home and say I'm unfilled, how dare you not come home and say that you're unfulfilled? Because here's the thing, I need to know that. Because if you don't say it to me, what happens is it comes out your pores. You stink, like unfulfilledness. I need a shower? You need a shower. Because it comes out of your attitude. Right. It comes out how you handle your children. It comes out of how you handle me as your wife. It comes out how you handle your house, how you handle your finances. It's going to seek out, seek out of you regardless. You know what I'm saying? And when it does, we get the brunt of that. So no, come tell me that you're not fulfilled and sometimes we take so much so personal now oh but not only don't just come on be like yo babe i'm unfulfilled you know what i'm saying have a real conversation and say in this area and what i'm doing right now is unfulfilled i remember we having a conversation at the latter part of it 
you working for another for a bank. I won't say the bank name. And you were making very good money. And I remember when you wanted to step down. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. And I remember you coming to me and saying, how can I tell you that I no longer want to do this job because it doesn't fulfill me? But the bulk of the money to run this family is from that job. job. Coming from that job. How do I tell you? And I remember telling you, we will live in a car. Me and these kids will live in a van before I let you keep going to a job that you're not fulfilled in because whether we like it or not, we are going to suffer. You know, people say, when mom ain't happy, house ain't happy. Yo, when daddy ain't happy, all hell done broke loose. (laughs) You know, seriously. You know, and I think that we need to think about that. So, no, come tell me that you're unfilled. I don't think it's what you say. I think it's how you say it to me. And the kind of conversation that we're having. So I don't take it personal because a lot of unfulfillment has your unfulfillment don't have anything to do with me. I can't I can't bring you joy. I can't I can love you, right. but I'm not I'm not the essence of your joy. That's God and what he gives to you. So I have to be mindful of that as well. You know, so I think, no, come and tell me, you know, let's talk about let's be honest about this thing. I would rather you do that than you slamming doors or you don't want to talk, you go on the bed, and what's wrong, baby? Everything's okay. I'm okay. And the next thing I know, you go from six foot four to five foot two in your spirit. Mm, I can't have that. That's just, and again, that's just me. That's just how I feel. Everybody may not feel that way, but I feel that way. I'm willing to hear the hard stuff. I'm willing, to, I want to hear the hard stuff. I'm planning on spending the rest of my life with you. So I, it cannot every day be peaches and cream with me. I'm sorry. It cannot be every day that every day you whistling while you working. Now I said happy, happy is fleeting. That's one, but joy is something that's internal. You know what I'm saying? So we're not talking about joy, we're talking about happiness and what it works, what works for you. So no, tell me, would you want me to tell you I was unfulfilled? I would. Um, being honest though, I think it would be difficult initially for me not to take it personal. Mm. Um, just being honest. Um, because one thing, one thing uh, mm, one of okay. our old bishops used to say um, that if a, if a wife is unhappy, mm-hmm. it's the husband's fault. Mm, I remember that. Uh, which is a, a good thing, a blessing and a curse <laughs> all the way around. So even if it's not your fault, well, if your wife is unhappy, it's your fault. Happiness is fleeting, people. So it goes up and down. I Initially, I would be a little taken back, just being honest. I would be a okay. little taken back by the mm-hmm. conversation. Um, but I think once I heard your heart, behind it okay then i'll be able to deal with it better and have the conversation well, let me ask you a question i don't mean to cut you off no, you're fine. so ahead. when i say it to you what did, what are you okay i know what i said to you but what did you hear because that's the difference okay i know what i said but what did you hear me say what i heard was right i'm inadequate mm, what I, ouch what wow I, sanchez what i heard was Come on now. Is that I am not living up to the expectations Ooh. of what you have for me as a husband. Oh my God. I am not living up to the expectations of a father. Oh. And there is something that I'm not doing mm. that does not allow you to fully prosper in your life. Wow. That's what I heard. You just went behind the veil. Yeah, but that's good gracious. That's what I heard. By you saying by you simply saying that in this even if you say in my in my work situation, right? In my whatever. Even if you see, I'm staring at you, right? Yeah, I'm like, I wow. I, I, because I, I'm I'm not trying. I'm not naive, but I'm thinking I'm just saying it. But what you're hearing is something totally something different totally than different. what I'm saying. Because once again, as wow, a, as okay. a husband that truly once again, 
as a husband that truly loves his wife. Okay. As a husband who is truly doing everything they can to make a life for their wife and right. for their family. Okay. And provide and be there and do everything they can for their yeah. family. The very first thing I'm going to hear when you say that you're unfulfilled, even if you put a caveat on it, mm. that you're not you're not talking about me, I'm going to negate that. And the only thing that I'm going to hear is you're unfulfilled mm-hmm. and it's my fault because as a husband, I fell short. What in the world? So, and that's, and that's, and honestly, that's what Whoa. I'm going to hear. Whoa, babe. I'm going to hear that as a husband, I fell short because I did not provide you what you needed at the time mm. to, to feel fulfilled in your life. That's wow. what I'm going to, that's what I'm going to hear. I'm, you, you see me speechless? Yeah, I see. Because I, what I'm thinking is I'm coming to you and I'm giving you, and what I'm thinking I'm doing is I'm coming, I'm giving you my truth. Right. I'm coming, I'm telling my best friend, my husband, how I feel. Not even considering, right, that you're going to take in that way because me and you are such best friends. Right. And so I'm coming to say, baby, I am unso fulfilled in life right now. And, you know, like in my career, I'm unfulfilled. And, you know, just giving you these things, never thinking that you would take that and get that from it. So that's why I'm like, wait a minute. Even something on a smaller scale. Okay. And keep me honest on this. Okay. If if something is off with you, Mm -hmm. if if you're not quite right, Mm -hmm. one thing I always say is, babe, what's wrong? What did I do? Yeah. I always ask you. Yeah. What did I do? You know what? I think you ask me more what can I do than more what you do. You more so say, babe, um, what's wrong? What can I do? Yeah. I think more than you say, what did I do? You say, what do I do when I call you? Be like, we need to talk. You be like, oh, what did I do? But when we're having those conversations, I hear more from you. What can I do? Right. And so I am. I'm wow. Like, seriously, like every time we get on this mic. I, I'm just blown away by our conversation yeah. because again and again, cause we're growing, I'm growing, I'm learning. We're in a different season and I'm learning, but I never thought because we come to each other like that, that you would hear that, that mm-hmm. you would feel that That's what, when I and, say it. Wow. And the beautiful thing though, is that that should not stop the conversation. It, well, you know, it doesn't stop the yeah, conversation it doesn't, with it us, doesn't, it doesn't. <laughs> but that should open up more dialogue. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of the times what happens um, is that we don't want to ask the question because we, we have that old way. We have that old uh, mindset of thinking that old school way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Don't ask a question that you don't really want the answer to. Right. Or don't ask a question because you probably already know the answer. Right. So a lot of the times we, we won't delve into this particular conversation or we won't delve into a conversation mm-hmm. like that about dreams, about passions, about fulfillment, about, you know, I, I touched on it before the question, like I asked my, my people at work, mm-hmm. you know, what am I doing to hurt you? What mm-hmm. am I doing to help you? Right. We don't really want to have those conversations because at the end of the day, we really don't want the answer to it. Right. Because the answer may be you the problem. Mm. You know, no matter no matter how long you've been together, no right. matter what type of relationship you have. Okay. There's always that fear of, well, let me tell you what's wrong is you. Is you. You wrong. You wrong. <laughs> you know, Not taking responsibility for yourself. Yeah. But you know what my problem is? You. You the problem. You, you wrong. Know, the, the way you sleep, the way you eat. Mm-hmm. The that, way you, ooh, that crunchy. The way I you got. leave stuff, the, the way, you know, it's, and you definitely afraid of the answer being 
you. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah. we don't want to have those conversations. Right. We don't want to have the well, you know, Bay. What are your dreams? You know, what do you ask? And then also on the flip side of that, we're scared that you may say, "Well, you're not my dream." Mm. That your dream may not include me. Right. And I was just about that. That's what I was going to say on on the on the flip side that, like you said, is that one. Sometimes the fear of going after your dream because you may leave your spouse behind. You know what I'm saying? And not actually leaving them behind, but they may feel like they may feel left behind. They may feel like they're left behind. That's why I think it's so great. Like a really bad Nicolas Cage movie. Right. Left behind. (laughs) left behind because i think that what happens is that's why i think it's so good for you both to have individual goals and dream and purpose and go after it so that you both can like when you go do book signings and when you don't go do spoken word i'm your girl i'm there i'm ready for it. what what is it that you're doing you're my number one I, and i don't want to talk about anything that i do i don't want to talk about anything that i can do i don't want to put anything on in my spin or anything because it's all yours and then when i do my thing you come with me you know what i'm saying and we kind of like help each other in that area and of course traveling the way that we do we don't always can't go at the same exact time together right. for different things it may just be a conflict but with the knowledge of knowing that i got your back and you got mine you know, and I think that's that's the part. I think for me, when I started doing speaking engagements and stuff like that, I was always like, you was like, you you like, you was like, you always have been my biggest cheerleader. Like, babe, go do your thing because the majority of the time it's a bunch of women. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you like, I ain't going, I ain't going, babe. I feel like this is, I feel like this is a meeting <laughs> of the man's bashers club. I ain't going to that. I ain't going. But what you do is you be like, tell me what you're writing. Tell me your thoughts. You ask me to, let me hear what you're going to say before you say it. Let me give you some, some points or whatever. case. Okay, so you're always a part of it. I think the good thing is to always have your spouse or your significant other right. being a part of it. Not, it don't have to be in every aspect of it, but letting them be a part of it, you know? And I think that's good too, you know? And, and I think it starts with putting your pride to the side. Um, as, as, as my boss says, putting your feelings <laughs> in your pocket. Putting your feelings in your pocket. And have the conversation. I, th- I think if nothing else is taken away from this particular conversation. Yeah. Have the conversation. Have the conversation. No matter, you, you may come away hurt from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guarantee you will have an aha moment. There is yeah. something that will be, if, if you're both truly honest. Right. If you allow yourself to be truly honest mm-hmm. in that moment mm-hmm. and have an honest conversation with your spouse, I think you'll come away with an aha moment. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you'll come away. In a, I know I'm not going to say I think I know you'll come away in a better place. Right. Because you'll be able to move forward in it. That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. sense. I think, too, when you talk about not knowing what your dream, because you fantasize a lot or whatever the case is. I think, again, it goes back to to thinking it needs to look or feel a certain way, which right. is what people do all the time, thinking it needs to look and feel a certain way. I think that everything that we've been through, right, in our marriage, everything we've been through individually and and corporately together as a husband and wife has brought us to where we are right now. I would agree To this that. moment on this microphone, right? Because... We've both done so many speaking engagements. We've both spoke to so many. You've taught so many lessons. You trained corporate America. You've been training corporate America for forever, right? Um, I've just been talking because I'm a talker is what I do. (laughs) (laughs) And And it got us to this moment right here, not knowing that this was our dream. This is our dream now that me and you 
as a husband and wife would do this together now right. instead of doing it separately where we're going and talking to everybody separately that we would do it still separately but now that we would come to a place where we could do it together and I think that's the magic of letting your dreams and purpose and gifts and talents grow with you don't stump their growth by thinking you only have to do one thing I remember our daughter she's in grad school shout out to my baby um, she's in grad school and she wants to be a school teacher. Well, she is a school teacher, actually. Um, but her issue was when she first got into the classroom, she was like, I don't want to be a school teacher. I'm so over it. I don't want to do this anymore. Now, it's been her passion in her all her life. For the longest time. Like, since she was a little girl. This girl read 1,742 books. She's six hours at the table. Like, she's like a sponge for education. And she wants to be able to teach Um you know, disadvantaged children. And it's been her passion for a long time. So when she finally got in the classroom, she was devastated because what she fantasized about and what she thought it was going to be and really what it was. Reality didn't match up. It didn't match up for her. So she was like, I don't want to teach. I don't think I've wasted four years and she's carrying on. But I had to bring her back and said, baby, don't put teaching in a box. You put teaching in a box as the only way that you can teach is by going into a classroom and teaching. There's so many ways that you can be a teacher. And once you open the window to that, once you don't, once she opened the window, it was like, okay, I can teach here. I can teach there. I can teach this. I can teach that. I can teach online. Right. I can teach at co- like the window was open, but so for her, exactly. Yeah. But for her, she just thought like the world say, when you graduate, you go into the school system. And you sit down and teach. And what she realizes is that she wants to teach, but not that way, not right. traditional way. And so now she has to know there's different schools out here that don't even teach traditionally. You know, don't teach out of books and not to close the door on it. So for dreams, passions, and gifts and talents, let them grow with you. Don't close the door and think it only has to be done one way. There's so many ways to do your gifts and talents. That's why when you asked me the question, I was like, go for it. Try it. Do it any kind of way. Just do it. Just have a good time. It will grow with you and you will find exactly what you're going to do and what you want to do and just love doing it. Everything will come to you. You don't have to force anything. Everything will come to you what belongs to you. Just have a good time doing it and be diligent about it and be consistent. And that's the word consistency. Consistency. You want to know what balance is? Balance equals consistency. Seriously. I, I believe, believe that. that. I believe that as well. All right, my love. So. Yes. Uh, we're going to go ahead and, and wrap this particular Ooh, episode up. Um, you sure? Yeah, I think we should. We're going to wrap it up? I think we covered a lot. We covered a lot. So, we're going to let them marinate on it. Yeah, but Y'all be- marinate. Before we do. Yes. What's your closing thought? If you, if they don't take anything else away um, from this conversation we've had, mm-hmm. what would be the one thought, the, the one nugget that you would want them to take away? Consistency. Consistency. And can I have two? Yeah, you have as many as you want. <laughs> I think consistency and let your dreams and your passion grow up with you and carve out time for it. Treat it like it's your baby. You have time to nurture and grow your baby and feed your baby. Feed your passion. Carve out time for that. And it will grow with you, I promise, just like your kids do. Beautiful. The healthy and whole. What about you? The last thing I would say to the family is have the conversation. Mm. Um, don't be afraid. Yeah. Have the conversation. Have it. Um, whether you have to cry through it, um, mm-hmm. whether you have to disagree with it. Yeah. Uh, whether you have to put your feelings in your pocket for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you have to stop the conversation, go away, collect your thro- thoughts. Your what? Your thoughts. Your thoughts. Yeah, tonight is your 
I don't know. What's what happening today? I don't know. I think your thoughts. I think I was drinking before the podcast. Well, you didn't give me nothing, so I'm a little concerned about it. But go ahead. So go back and collect your thoughts, mm-hmm. and then come back, but have the conversation. Have the conversation. Um, it, it's time. It's it time is time, to, guys. It's time, family. It's time to have hard conversations. Yes, family, family please. Um, it's time to talk about things um, that you're afraid to talk about. Right. Um, talk about things that you only have inner dialogue with yourself about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's time. It that, is time. That will be my closing thought. It's just, it's time to start having the conversations. Have the conversation and also just do it, guys. Just do it. Well, family, once again, we thank you. Thank um, you, guys. For joining us on another episode of Crenshaw Corner. Yes. Uh, once again, uh, we are interactive podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. We would love to hear from you. Please, uh, let us hear from you. We have Instagram. We have Facebook. You can just search for us for Crenshaw Corner. Um, yes. We have our email address, thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would love to hear from you and family. Welcome to our journey. Love you guys. Bye.